welcome to the Better Man Podcast with Ivan and Sumen. This podcast is all about how to be an optimal, conscious male in today's society. Join Ivan and Sumed as they go deep into the rabbit hole of personal growth, mindset, social dynamics, and spirituality. Are you ready to be a better man? Yo, yo, no way is it you. I saw you. You were in the last episode. Nice to see you again. What's up? This is the Batman Podcast with Ivan and Sumed. Today, before we start, we want to provide you with today's affirmation. We want you to close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. Today, I choose to be a better man. Today, I choose to walk like a king, to stand like a king, to communicate like a king. For I am what I think, and I think that I am a king. Awesome. Fuck yeah. Let's go. All right. Sumed, what you gonna say? Hey there, guys. How's it going? Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time, this is going to be your favorite podcast, hands down. Ivan, my friend over here, man, he's turned from loser to leader, okay? And he's a magician, photographer, filmmaker. He's a mindset coach. He believes in clearing traumas. He's also my image consultant at times. He's always given out free advice on his videos. And the other week, actually, Ivan told me to try drinking apple cider vinegar in the morning. And it was like a shot of pure, ah, yeah. clear-headedness. So, yeah, thanks for that, man. <laughs> ah, uh-huh. Yo, I, and my, my co-host, this guy can eat the most naan bread than anybody you've ever met in your entire Facts. Life. <laughs> Facts. I don't even know. Yo, actually, Samed is a really intelligent guy. He's got his mask. How many, like, most people in this generation go get their just their bachelors right not many people take the time to go and get their masters he's got his masters in, in positive psychology specifically so he knows a little a little thing or two let's just say one thing or another <laughs> or a fucking the shit ton of things that you know you have to you have to seek the information for you know it's not just it's not just there right the information is there but you have to go to the information. I mean, he went to the information. He's got it, man. He's got it. Today we're gonna to be talking about bitches. <laughs> nah, I'm totally kidding. We're just gonna talk about uh, about women, right? Yeah. What do, what, do, what do we want to say about women? There's so much shit that we, we we can say. Right. I kind of want to start off with a little dis- disclaimer for people listening, like. Oh, it's true. Always, always. Just, just so you guys know, like, this is our perspective. This is edutainment, okay? Entertainment infused with education. So we're not fucking mansplaining here, okay? We're, like, massive promoters of feminine essence. However, that being said, this needs to be said. This stuff needs to be said, and this episode will help you guys out, guaranteed. And even Freud, the psychotherapist, said that the biggest mystery in the world was women so like we don't claim to have all the answers but we're speaking from our own experiences right Ivan Mm, definitely definitely um one thing I keep constantly seeing and I always have to remind myself is that 
women are going to test you all the time. 24-7. Right? 24 fucking seven, bro. Um, like today, there's a girl, right? And I told her, I told she texts me, right? And she's like, is it still, is it still okay for me to come over? And I'm like, yeah, actually, it's not. I'm going to bed, right? I already took a shower, da da da. Like, you know, and I made it seem like I'm going to bed, but it's it's 6 p.m. when she texts me. You know what I mean? Like, who the fuck is going to bed at 6 p.m.? I'm not a fucking old man, right? <laughs> um, and she's like, she's like, oh ha 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 ha. Okay. And then and then she's like, okay, I'm going, right? Instead of instead of me being like, oh no, it's perfectly fine. I'm so free for you to come, like. Come in, come in, come in, da, 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 come and suck my dick, you know? It'd be, it'd be, it tastes good. <laughs> come it and play like with Nutella. Taste with Nutella. Like, you know what I mean? Um, no, I was like, you have to have that playful approach with her. And right. still that grounded, you notice it's grounded in something. It's grounded in the reality that I know she's going to come. I, oh, and after, no, I'm sorry, hold on. I didn't even finish explaining. And then after that, she told me, I'm not going to come anymore because you made that joke. And I was like, she said it through text, right? So there's no emojis or nothing. So it's, it's not necessarily very clear, like if she's joking or not. But I was like, very much grounded in the reality that she likes me. And if she doesn't like me and if she doesn't come, then I'm also fine with that as well. Because that totally. just means like, I have time for myself now. You know what I mean? If you get stood up. Yeah. I have, dude. I have it sucks. <laughs> it, it actually sucks. <laughs> Afterwards, yeah. you can, you like you know what? Now I have time to you know continue writing my book, or I have time to make a video. I have time to send the money that I need to send. I need to make an email. Let me write some emails. Like you, you have that freedom. You know what I mean? Right. And a man on his purpose is the most attractive thing. I feel like to a woman like honestly if you're on your purpose if you know what you want in this world if you have ambition like that's the key right there so you know there's no right answer here but there's just a right answer for you the person listening right now there's a right answer for you it's just about you finding out like what works for you and what doesn't what, what is effective and what isn't definitely definitely I, I like how you made that point how it's about being on your purpose it's about being on your on your own path. You know what I mean? This guy that I was recently coaching, I was like, you know what? I can tell that what he needs is to really be grounded in his purpose. So I tried to help him to be grounded in his purpose because he's having all these troubles with his girlfriend, right? Yeah. And how she they were going to break up. And he was very, very emotional about it. They hadn't even broken up yet. And he was very emotional about it. Um, ungrounded, very ungrounded. And I was like, you know what this guy needs? He needs to have a purpose, right? But we created all the steps and then we got to the point where it was like, okay, what is the thing that you want the most, right? For me, I, I give him my example. I was like, by the time that I'm 27, I'm going to have $5 million in my possession and I'm going to be um, nationally, internationally recognized. Um, and some, there's more details to it. I don't remember the exact words, right? And I was like, now what's, what's the thing that you want, right? And he was like, I just want to be happy, man. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. That's what everybody <laughs> wants, though, yeah. I was like, I was like, all right, well, that means that I have to change my approach now. Right. And 
let's just let's just start somewhere at somewhere low. You know what I mean? Like you, you have to start wherever you need to start. And mm-hmm. sometimes you can't even have a purpose yet because you haven't you're struggling in lower areas of your of yourself. Mm-hmm. You, 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 totally. you dig that? Absolutely, man. And, and uh, yeah, I think oh, a lot I mean, of hold on. What was I, what was I trying? I right, just go go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just uh, sorry to cut you off, man, but I was just thinking about how a lot of dudes are one track minded, you know, so they have this one thing in mind, but it's so helpful to be multidimensional as a man. Mm-hmm. And they get that, they end up getting a one-itis for a Right. Woman. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, have you ever experienced that one-itis? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I have. I used to get into so many crushes, bro, when I was in high school. Just like one girl after the other. Oh, she's cute. Oh, she's cute. Now I'm into her. Now I'm into her. It's very unwavering kind of, like, wavering kind of energy, not unwavering. Uh, I was very, like, my focus was not on one person. It was constantly going to the next. And I think there's something about that, like, one-itis that you suddenly have this one girl where you put all your focus into. So that, that waveringness becomes unwavering, and it goes towards one person. And then that's kind of very dangerous because it, it takes you out of the abundance mindset. It puts you solely into scarcity. It doesn't allow for you to really express yourself fully because you have all your eggs in this one basket and it feels very you know, overwhelming to be able to have your mind and your thoughts run by this one girl, right? Definitely, bro. And actually, I definitely had it as well. The reason I was able to like see it in, in him that each time he had, he entered into a relationship he had the idea oh this is the one this is the one i'm going to marry right mm-hmm. i had that so many fucking times where i was like i'm going to marry this girl like <laughs> same breaks up breaks up two months later <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. seriously um and it, it prevents you from like giving attention to other things right and and then, so now we're like talking, like going to your purpose, right? But even sometimes when you're so, you're so focused deeply in your purpose, it you may feel that you're focusing a lot in your purpose, and you're not giving attention to the other things in your life. So you might be a very successful man in business, but your relationships are shit. Your health is shit, right? Like your 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 um just other other sections of your life are shit because you put so much of your attention onto your purpose, right? And you end up not living, and and that's why a lot of like very successful men struggle with women because they don't they don't you know dedicate that time to to understanding the female mind, right? I think it's very important that we talk about like having arguments with girls because like I've understood this from a different perspective as I've gone through this kind of like balancing out that feminine energy with my masculine energy and definitely like within the, yourself or within a relationship just to clarify that um within a relationship what yeah within a relationship context I'd like to speak from that context um however this could just be like in general uh, I think when you transform a woman's anger into trust, into love, into lust, 
into turning her on, right? When you can transform that energy into something else, that's like pure alchemy right there. Like, and I haven't been able to do it very successfully myself. However, I've, I know it, like I'm conscious of the fact that it is possible because I, I have found myself in certain situations where I, I am doing that. So I think the first step, guys, I hope you're taking notes. First step is to get aware, like notice what's happening. Then it's up to you to validate her and to create a container for her space, for her feminine energy. The next thing is to put yourself kind of in her shoes, which is kind of difficult to do because you're not a chick. But try, I mean, try, have some level of empathy. And then the last thing is don't take it personal and play with it. And so basically engage her, but don't fix her. A lot of guys get into this white knight behavior. It's like, I have to save her. I have to fix her. Uh, I have to rescue her. And that's, yeah. that's really where they fall into. So there's a fine line between play and being patronizing and being a dickhead, right? So practice that carefully. It's a risky game, but it's a very tactful art form. Yo, it's funny that you mentioned about the, uh, about the, the white knightness. Um, like, if a girl's telling you her problems or whatever, it's the man's inclination to be like, yeah, let me, uh, let, me, let me fix the problem for you. Like, let me tell you what's wrong or whatever. And the, the, that's a really big problem. For, like, if you're talking to another dude, of course, right? That would be more logical because our men are much more logical, right? And we, we don't necessarily always talk out loud mm. to other people about our problems because we like to solve them internally, right? But a woman, the way that she resolves problems is by talking them out, yeah. right? And whenever you interrupt her and say, do this or do that, well, that's interrupt. She she doesn't like that because that's interrupting her from discovering it. Mm. Right. And you're just kind of giving her all the answers. She doesn't want to have all the answers. She wants to discover it. Right. And the same way, whenever you meet a girl, don't give her all of you. Don't give her, don't tell her every single thing about you creates some mystery. Mm. And let her discover you because she wants to discover you, right? And in the beginning, your energies are just going to be meeting, kind of flirting with each other. This is the masculine, this is the feminine, right? And slowly, the masculine, like Sumed said, is going to be the container for her feminine energy. She's going to, this is her world, this is your world. In the beginning, they're just two separate worlds, worlds, and they soon merge under your world, Right? The masculine world will take over the feminine world. And um, I know a lot of you are going to have a problem with that. I, my mom, she had a problem with that when I told her that. <laughs> but I was like, okay, well, let's put it into perspective now. Um, you work, right? Nice. Who, for whose company do you work? You work for my dad's company, right? Like, you do this under my dad, right? Under my dad and it's not bad to be under this is what people are always like get mistaken like it's not bad to be submissive right mm. um and whenever we talk about submission and we have these ideas of what a woman is that's why there's so much bullshit that's going on with this with the workplace stuff with the harassment yeah workplace bullying yeah the, the judgment and, and the judgment of like you're not smart enough or this and this and that mm. um but see, the thing is, a woman wants to be treated in that submissive way, but in a relationship, not in the workplace. In a relationship, she does want to be your bitch. 
like real talk, a woman, like we'll say that's a, that's like a, a rude way of saying it. Right. But it really just means like she wants to take care for you. That's, that's a, that's a secret that women don't say, mm. but what they really want is they want to take care of a man. They do. They want to take care of you. They want to cook for you. They want to clean for you. They want to, they want to give you affection. Right. Yeah, but only only and only if like a man takes care of them too, you know. <laughs> if you're just uh, uh, and you're not taking care of her, you know, she's not going to re- reciprocate that. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of women, you know, they test you because they're some women can be very insecure as well. So those tests come from a place of insecurity, and after not being seen, after not being felt, after not being heard from men, she's pretty pissed off. Right, she's pretty pissed off. So if you're not being in your masculine, women take up that energy. Mm-hmm. And to bring that mm-hmm. out of you, I've noticed. Like when I'm not being in my masculine, a woman will get pissed off and get me angry. So my masculine comes out. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What would you say about the the um the kinds of tests that aren't out of insecurity? What would you say? Mm-hmm. What's the other side of that? You know, two sides to the coin. I think the number one priority for all women is, and this is a big generalized statement I'm making, but it's safety and survival value. And mm. if she feels safe around you, if, if you display in your stature, your presence, that you wow her in the bedroom, any man can offer a woman their dick, right? But offer your woman like orgasms, right? But if you don't know how, then learn. Like there's a safety in that too. There's a safety in that. There's a creation of bonding and oxytocin. And I think sex is an art and a therapy because some art is you take it to the extremes, but therapy and healing is a safe environment that you create for her. Mm -hmm. So if a woman is very hurt, she's been abused in the past or she has a very traumatic childhood, et cetera. She can't be like, I'm hurt. Let's make art in the bedroom. Right? So you have to create a safety for her. So that mm-hmm. in her, in your presence, she can feel like my genes are going to replicate. I'm going to survive with this guy. He's confident. He can take care of me. He can, you know, handle my crazy femininity in a sense. Yeah, yeah. I like what you said about sex and about the safety of it. Because, um, you know, no matter how hot the chick is, she's going to have insecurities. Right. Real talk. Real, real, real talk. The, the most beautiful woman that you know, she's hella insecure. She's yeah. like, I mean, and I'm sure she still has self-love and self-confidence and she, she has good views about herself, but she's still insecure. Like, and whenever you're in the bedroom, maybe there might have been a guy who she, she had sex with before, but then he left, Right. So then she has to make sure that like, you're going to stay there after mm-hmm. the sex, right? Or maybe he judged her. She said something bad about her body. And while yeah. she was naked and exposed to herself, right? She became vulnerable to him. And he was saying, don't be vulnerable. Your vulnerableness is, is terrible. It's ugly. I don't like it. Yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> honestly, and I we can even take it even out of the bed and we can say like one experience that I had, this was, this was, um, um, 
dumb of me. <laughs> but so there's a girl, we had a good ass time, we had a good date, and then we we chilled afterwards. We're just I'm about to kiss her. And then I'm like, I'm doing like the thing, the pulled away, right? And I think I did it, I did it too much, right? That's the problem. I did it too much. And then I kissed her, and it was a shitty kiss. It was actually a shitty kiss. And then I was like, loosen up your lips, like it'll be a better kiss for better a better kiss for me or whatever some shit i this was i was years and years ago i was very young i was like still in high school and and it kind of like ruined it and in that moment when she became vulnerable it was like this vulnerability isn't fun right i don't feel safe i feel judged like if i'm judging her about the way she just kissed me how she's gonna be like if he's gonna judge me about the way that what what like any other intimate moments that we have are always going to be judged and you should judge, but yeah, with, with some level of discernment. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying. And also when both women and men, they just need to get over their trust issues. You know, if you've had a bad relationship in the past, obviously you're going to be holding on to some of that energy and not being able to trust your current partner. So what I would say is resolve those yourself don't drag her down into it. Um, however, the, the trust issues that you're having for your future and your present, solve it with her, the, your current relationships. And I think that's kind of a good way to like understand that, you know, and also, you know, I just want to say that attractive women have a very hypnotic quality to them. If you notice the way they're like swaying their hips as they're walking. Damn fucking straight. Damn fucking straight, bro. And like that hot girl blase is almost like she's in this trance, right? Oh, it's another guy. It's another guy. It's another chode. It's another dude. So she's in this trance and it's up to you as a guy to break her out of that trance, to do something different. Now, I don't know. How do we do that? How do we do that? Well, what's your opinion on this, Ivan? Do you think that this is true? (laughs) Okay. Yes. All right. So, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of the history, the history method, the mystery method, right? It's a great method. History, and what's the future in that? <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, approach definite, right? Be definite, right? When you approach, you have to be like very strong and grounded and calm, right? Something we've already mentioned, what it means to be a man. And when you approach, like, just take, let's just take out all the words, just take out what we're going to say, what we're not going to say. Just the, your presence says confidence, calmness, groundedness, assuredness, right? Yeah. Like that's, it's just, it's just exuding. It's just exuding that presence. So, yeah. like, you could open a girl with a compliment. Or you can open her with a statement, or you can open her with a story, or you can open her. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what, it, like whatever. opening can even be like a facial gesture or making eye contact with her across the room, like you're still opening, right? So mm-hmm. I, I want you guys or to think of it like your tongue at her or something. Yeah, exactly. Like middle finger or something like that, you know? But, but the thing is, <laughs> yeah, like the I thing. Like that, so I don't know what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> that might hey, go both bitch, ways. Fuck you. Like that might go both ways. You. So fuck I wouldn't you. do that too much, guys. But yeah. Um, but yeah, you can either open open directly or indirectly. However, that's very different from that definiteness. 
don't think definiteness means you have to open directly. You can open indirectly as well, like a situational opener where you're both waiting in line and you're making a comment about how long the line is, whatever. That's a situation that you can create a conversation out of. So it's about just being intuitive and being aware and conscious of your environment. And when you're, when you're being conscious of your environment, you're reading her facial expressions, you're reading her social cues, you're tuned into her feminine energy, and you understand her on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Like, the other day, I tried, I did this. I was like, damn, this girl's fucking fine. I didn't want, and we were in the tube, we were in the, in the, the fucking subway of... Uh, yeah. of London right and that's an awkward place to start chatting up somebody up like it's very awkward so if you want to do it which is very possible I've done it many times already but you have to do it in a way in that specific context where it still works right so this is what I said we're on the escalator and uh, and I gave her my phone I was like excuse me can you take a picture of me Right. And I didn't say like, excuse me, um, can, can you take a picture of me? Like, like sort of seeking something else out mm-hmm. of her. Right? right. It was like, Hey, take a picture of me. Right. And, and, and then I'm like, she's, she's like, and then I'm like, mm, 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 whatever. Right. <laughs> and, and then she, she had me back my phone. Now I could stop and then I could continue asking her about other stuff. Mm. But I was like, hey, look at this picture. This is funny, da-da-da, like, what the heck? Like, uh, this is so dumb. And I was like, I know it's so random that I'm talking to you in this very weird spot or whatever, right? And that's a very sexy thing, um, you know, um, to engage in conversation, to engage a woman's mind in conversation. Just, they just love that shit. If you're a good conversationalist, women love that. Yeah, man. Right? Absolutely. And then, and then basically she started talking to me about other random shit. I don't even know where the fuck she's talking about a piano. I had no clue. <laughs> and then she, she, she took me to the piano and she, she showed me around to the, in the tube station. Apparently she's been there a few times already. I guess it was her, her favorite station. We walked up the escalator. We're still talking whatnot. And then, and then, yeah, it was like, I mean, you know, the rest is history, but in that moment, like she was, she was very, she was, she was, oof. Bro, her body was like, mm, shut up. Fine. Uh, Fine. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, I get basically, you. Basically. Man, and it was yeah, definite, man. calm, and and I got I got what I wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got what you wanted from the interaction. You you got her to open up more. That's cool, man. So I, I think like what you were saying about mystery earlier, I just got a, like an understanding, like when you have mystery in your dialogue, so you're not being very, like you're being definite, you're being certain, but then there's this level of like nonchalantness, playfulness, like not giving so much of yourself to the conversation. It's like, yeah, I could, I could do anything else if I wanted to, but I'm still giving my time to you. And Mm-hmm. And that's the mentality. That's not what you say. Right, exactly. That, that's very that's clear the mentality. Right, very clear. And so, like, starting off a conversation like, you know, sorry I'm late, when you just met a stranger. Like, or, you know, I've started conversations like, you look like you're having way too much fun, where someone was struggling with getting some coffee for herself. And <laughs> she was like, she saw that, you know, sarcastic remark, and she was like, no, like, stop it. Like, what do you mean? Like, you know, and, and 
that playfulness, that banter got us to talk uh, further. So I think that there's definitely a level of when you're approaching, you're not like putting all of your like, you know, all your hopes into her. You're kind of you're unattached to the outcome. And I think that's where a lot of guys really get confused. It's like, how can I be certain, but at the same time be unattached to it? And, and you know what? I, this is what I realized. This is what I realized, right? The reason that you can do that, that you can become unattached from that situation, from that interaction, from that specific girl, is by realizing that if it did not go well, for you or her, let's break it down. One, it could have been your, it could have been you. You know what I mean? Like you could have, you could have fucked it up. Two, she probably would have liked you, but in another scenario, in another situation where she was feeling a little bit different, right? Could have just been her, right? Or number three, it wasn't her emotions at the time and it wasn't your emotions at the time, but you both just did not resonate with each other. Totally. You, 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 weren't, you weren't for each other. You weren't right? a good fit. Yeah, could happen. Even in sales, like, yeah, you, you just aren't a good fit for some people. That's fine. Yeah. yeah you, dude, you, you, became, you became instantly really loud in my headphones, by the way. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> I mean, do, do I still sound good for you? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. All right. Hopefully. I, I mean, I don't even know what the fuck you like. You're listening to like, <laughs> for you, like what, where, where does he find even mean? Like, you know what I mean? But uh, well, anyway. Yeah. I, you know, I've approached girls and like, you know, I've asked them, like, I remember back in high school, I was trying to ask this girl to prom and like, she, she told me, she told me like, I don't know you. And that really hit me because at that point in my life, I didn't know myself. This is what I realized. I didn't know myself, bro. So how could she know me? Because I, ha I didn't have that certainty, that level of confidence as I was saying that. I was like, do you maybe uh, wanna go to prom with me? It's like this uncertain energy where that state transference happens. And this happens with any two individuals, not just males and females, but whatever you're feeling, she's feeling so if you're feeling nervous and approaching her from a nervous energy she's gonna feel nervous around you it's like uh what does this guy want what is his intention he's not really clear in his communication however if you're just like bam 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 hey uh, meet me here you know let's go for sushi it's like being decisive right it's not like being do you maybe wanna are you free like today like it's like kind of like letting her be the leader so a lot of men do that. They're like, let her be the leader. Like, let her decide what she wants and I'll go what, do whatever she wants to do. However, sometimes it's just cool to make decisions. And that's what I've been practicing um, throughout my time of being in various relationships, being like evolving as a man. I've understood to be more decisive. And it, it's an evolution. Mm -hmm. It's an evolution. Bro, you know what? Actually, I really, really dislike. Really fucking boils up my blood <laughs> is when grinds when my gears exactly bro like whenever a dude asks a girl where do you want to go eat and then she, he gets mad at her because she can't decide where she wants to go eat like <laughs> motherfucker you pick just say hey we're gonna go eat here 
and start driving them. You know what I mean? Like they're waiting for her to make the decision. She, she's decision. not here to make decisions. <laughs> she's here for you to make the decisions and for her to follow. And of course, she's going to want to have an input, right? What you can also even do is you say, hey, um, where do you want to eat? And then she'll be like, um, I, I, I like this. And I'm like, and then she's like, but I'm thinking this. And then you're like, actually, you know, all right, we're going to go here. And you just decide, right? And then she was like, Oh, but oh, man, I'm actually, now I really want this, right? And I was like, and you're just like, no, we're going here. And then you show up to that other restaurant that she said after you already made the decision, right? And she becomes surprised. She's like, yay, right? Like I got what I wanted, right? And mm. you got what you wanted, right? She got that decisiveness. She got to see that her man was a leader and she was still surprised by the food. Right. So she got that little extra, that bonus of surprise. And she ate, you know, she ate her fucking food and she got all happy. You know what I mean? Real talk, girls, whenever they're cranky, they're hella cranky whenever they don't eat, man. <laughs> I, I noticed that too. Yeah, the hangry. Yeah, the hangry effect. Totally. All the fucking time, bro. All the fucking time. Yo, what is the worst? What is the worst experience that you've ever faced with a woman? And how old were you? <laughs> Yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say, I don't know, worst experience. Um, I would say the worst experience was when I was brother zoned by a girl. Um, fucking hate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, this oh. was, yeah, this was like middle hey, school. Bro, shut the fuck up, bitch. Not your <laughs> fucking bro. Dumb fucking whore. <laughs> yeah, bro. No, um, like basically this was in middle school. And yeah, she basically like, she gave me a lot of signals as if she was really into me. And at that point, I, I wasn't really like very, you know, I didn't have any game. I didn't know what, you know, talking to girls meant. So, you know, she's showing me a lot of indicators of interest. Like she was using my back to write like, uh, her email address down and like things like that. You know, I, I just picked up on that. Those cues as if she's into mm. And Oh, we should also all right, finish the story and let's talk about the indicators of interest. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But what was, what was really bad about that is that she started to date my friends in front of me. And so that like, like, like just being able to experience that and having that kind of like, it's like having like a really shiny car that, that you think is yours. And it's just like, no, we can't lease it to you. We're going to give it to your friends. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, oh man, like you, you get crushed. Right. But that, that lesson taught me a lot. And yeah, like she rejected me while we were dancing or whatever. It's middle school dance or whatever. But like a girl that I really liked earlier, she kind of felt pity for me in that moment asked me to dance with her and I was like, Hmm, is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? Like she's showing pity for this experience and her sister came up to me, the girl who rejected me came up to me and went like, you know, it's not you, you know, she's, you know, she really likes you as a friend. She's like a brother. Like she was like, yeah, you're like a brother to me. But yeah, in that moment I just felt crushed, dude. <laughs> that was my worst experience by far. 
And what did you learn from it? Hmm. What did I learn from it? I learned to not live in, live wondering whether someone likes me or not. Like live wondering, like, and then wait till the very last moment until, and this is like just life lessons in ter terms of just learning from that. Like, don't wait till the last moment to tell you you like her. Show that you well, like Well, don't her. tell her, don't, don't, yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go. Don't, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, like, tell her, like, show her with your actions that you like her already. Don't hold back and be like, you know, already putting the frame that she's gonna look at you as a friend or a brother or a companion or a person who's mm -hmm. non-sexual to her. Because at that point in my life, I had, had no sexual experience, right? So I, I would say that just being open with my, <coughs> with my speech, bless you, uh, for, you know, being more open with talking about these topics, about kissing, about, you know, women, about sex, like having these discussions around her shows her that it's not a big deal. And when you show that it's not a big deal, then she's much more able to also not take it as this very grave thing, like this guy's trying to get, it, get into my pants. It's like, this guy knows what he's about. And he's doing his thing. Mm -hmm. So that, like, I can enter his reality and into his worldview and into his frame. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a beautiful thing when a man can really calibrate that. I think my worst experience, honestly, was um, I had a lot of times where I was deeply in love. Deeply, deeply, deeply. Mm -hmm. um, and the truth was... Should I have been in a relationship at that time? Mm. Yes and no, right? Yes and no. Yes, because I needed to get my heart broken, right? I needed to go through that, that, that experience of uh, all that pain yeah. so I can learn the lessons. So I can learn the lessons. And the reason I said no, I shouldn't have been is because if I was already, if I had already had the wisdom of those lessons, then I wouldn't have needed to go through that experience. Right. So, no, I shouldn't have been in a relationship because I didn't really. I wasn't grounded in myself. Right. I was needy for these mm. women. I needed them in my life. Yeah. Right. To fulfill me. I was not complete until I was looking for them to fulfill me. Right. And if you're not fulfilled with yourself and you're going to keep looking for other people to fulfill you, you're never going to be fulfilled. Never. 100%. Never really. And um, so not everybody should be in a relationship. Not everybody should enter a relationship. Sometimes you need, you actually need to give yourself time to go and find yourself and understand and fulfill yourself. But it also, it does not mean don't, don't pursue romantic relationships because they're also going to be teaching you something along the way. Right. right. So it's, it's, so it's like, it's like, it's such a paradox. You know what I mean? It really is such a fucking paradox that you have to learn to balance. You have to learn to balance these paradoxes. Right. Yeah. Um, this guy, the founder of all flow, he's telling me that he reframes the word ex, like ex-girlfriend to teacher. Mm -hmm. And so he doesn't get mm -hmm. triggered by the word ex anymore. He takes the lessons from that. And mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. he immediately associates like, a learning lesson from it or wisdom that impacted him in that relationship. So I think that's a pretty cool way of 
like just being able to alchemize the negative experience you had and then looking at it like it's a learning lesson I can grow from this. Mm. I, I don't know. I, I don't think I, I could call them teachers. I definitely like to call them exes. I personally don't feel <laughs> I personally don't feel triggered by it uh, because what I've done was any negative experience that I've encountered, mm-hmm. I also have attached the lesson. So anytime I remember the negative experience, I also have to remember the lesson that I learned. Mm. You know what I mean? Because if, if you keep coming back to a negative experience, it's because you haven't learned the lesson. Yeah. You have, you're in a circle. You're in a circle with that shit, right? We just have you keep getting broken up with. I mean, you keep getting broken up with. If you keep, if you keep getting rejected terribly, very, very hard, right? Um, when you approach women, it's because you need to learn a lesson, right? And every time that you approach women, you, and if they don't like you, it doesn't necessarily mean a rejection. It just means that you don't like each other. You're not right for each other, right? So, like, if they say, if they're just like, ah, like uninterested, like, yeah. okay, go away. And just go away, bro. Just, yeah, just, you don't have to talk to them anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, mean, I, I want to ask you a question, bro. Um, what was your like tipping point moment for when you realized, like, fuck it, I don't need to play this role of like being this, this dude, like who's not successful with women? Like, what was your key point, like moment in your, in your brain, in your mentality where you were like, mm. boom? And, and something switched on for you. It was like an aha moment where you were like, okay, I need to try something new or I need to be different in, in some way towards your transformation. Yeah, it was very funny because what, since I was quite young, um, I've always attracted women into my life. Um, and I, I had, you know, relationships since I was 12 that were, you know, deep and meaningful. Mm-hmm. So. It's not that I wasn't good with women. I was, you know, I had, I had, I, I had the girlfriends that were like the hottest girls, the girl that everybody wanted to date, right? Those were my girlfriends, you know, which was, which is, was cool. Like, so it wasn't even like I didn't have any, any, any game or whatever. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't attractive. I just did. I wasn't necessarily the guy that I wanted to be. Like, I wanted to be yeah. able to go up to a girl in the mall, into like any random situation, and have a conversation with her there. Right. Not like not necessarily rely on my friends to introduce me to their friends or it, it be from like girls that I met through school and that were in my school. Right. So that was necessarily that was most of my problem that I wanted to meet girls that were from other schools as well, not just from my school. And then I think when I was 18, I went through a really, really bad breakup, like crazy fucking bad. And at that point, my game level just just plummeted. died, bro. Yeah. It just plummeted, bro. It was really, really fucking bad. Like, um, I j- and I had so much trouble with women at that phase in my life. And then I think I just regained groundedness again. And, and I realized, like, it's, um, it, you know, I, I'm all right. Like, I'm actually, what I had to do, I had to refine my strength. I had to refine my strength, right? Because you're strong mm-hmm. already. You as an individual are already very strong. Yeah. But you for, you forget that you're strong. You forget how incredible you are, right? Mm-hmm. And like, here's all of your amazingness and here's a little bit of your failure, a little bit of your bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're so success driven, you're like, well, I gotta fix it. I gotta fix it. I gotta fix it. 
and all you're doing is focusing on the little part, which it is important to fix these things, mm. but you're not because you're not realizing that you need to be grateful as well. And not just be grateful, but you need to count your wins. And then you have that extra perspective of I I'm, I'm a lot of things. And of those things, only a little bit of me is actually a loser. Most of me is actually a winner. And you take that perspective. And when I started shifting that perspective, then like my relationships started improving a lot. And what I also realized was that I needed to improve my relationship with my parents. Right. That was, that was important for me. And sometimes um, when you don't improve those, cause like, all right, so basically you need to fix those because that's the beginning of your childhood. Those are your first real the your loves the first loves of your life are the people in your family yeah and you need to and you need to have that that bonding connection right and if you don't you can't fix that well then you need to have self-closure right closure doesn't come from another person it comes from yourself yep right so something i would tell to somebody is that if you had problems with your parents you need to forgive them because and you, you need to be above that pain and look at it compassionately like they were under so much stress. They had so much things that were going terrible in their life and they were loving you, but from their point of consciousness, yeah. they can't love you. They can't love you from that God level of consciousness because they're not near. We want to be loved perfectly, right? That's what we want, but we cannot be loved perfectly because that perfectness comes from our level of consciousness, right? And we're expecting other people to love us from their, from our level of consciousness, which mm. is impossible. You have to realize that. Totally, man. And I think another thing is totally like healing your inner child. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's a part of our inner child that, that feels like, oh, I, I'm still this boy. And if you were a boy and you were hurt in the past, I think there's definitely a lot of trauma that we hold on to. And so one of the exercises that I do with my coaching clients is I take them back into their childhood where they make eye contact with their child like self, like before they were like seven years old. Cause that's where the subconscious mind is in theta state. And it's very like, it's like a sponge, like it's absorbing all the information. Basically children are in hypnosis. So whatever they're receiving before seven years old, they're it's becoming embedded in them as a part of their identity. And so once you go back and you make eye contact with your childlike self, you start to like engage with that. You hug them, you embrace Mm -hmm. them and create that sense of joy and fulfillment. Like it gives you this feeling like, okay, I can move forward now. There's a wounded side of me, but that doesn't need to be my victim story that I'm repeating over and over again and getting from these various experiences with women, with business, with, you know, wealth, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's, that's a really important key that you said, like basically being able to confront that parental support and being able to be okay with that, like what your parents made you go through and forgive them. That forgiveness is forgiveness is a gift to yourself. Right. And so when you forgive them, it's like this burden, this weight has been lifted off your shoulders. If you can use that lightness, that, that energy that you've just been like, you dropped it. You can use that energy now into something else and not feel this, this, this weight on your shoulders. Like you, 
we sometimes feel like we're carrying the burdens of other people. And oftentimes it's like, you know, we're carrying the world on our shoulders. So it's like, we get like shoulder pains, you know, we get all this like pain up here because we, we are actually carrying other people's worries and burdens and stories for them. Whereas that's not like our responsibility. We can't control that. We can only persuade and influence and do what we can in our circle of concern. But sometimes we take on other people's responsibilities, other people's stories, other people's timelines, and it just holds all this tension up here. And that's why a lot of guys who are struggling with making connections with women, they're all like stiff. They feel like their shoulders are like all the way, like, you know, they're holding themselves up as this tough guy image. And you just need to let that go through release work through, and this is, this is stuff that me and Ivan both do. Like we help people, through this process so we can help you. So if any of you guys are interested in this, please shoot either one of us a message or leave a comment in the YouTube link. Or if you are an anchor, send us a voice message because there is an option to do that. If you have a question, that's cool. Please send us a voice message and it, you know, we'll include it in our episode if we can. Mm -hmm. No, actually, if you're one of those guys that has had a lot of trouble with women, who's had a lot of negative experiences with women, like where the negative experiences are more than the positive experiences. What tends to happen is in your brain, right? We have, our brain is like a filing cabinet, right? And experiences that are similar to each other, we right. group them together. So if your majority of experience is negative with women, your brain is gonna be like, it's going to associate women with negativity and a negative experience. And it's going to fall under the filter of your reality, right? Yeah. And we need to remove that filter, right? Put a new filter, right? Because you're going to be, you're, this whole time, you're just observing the world through this lens of like, women are negative, negative experiences, broken up, not good enough, rejection, broken up, not attractive enough, not confident enough, right? And that's, that's just how you're looking at it, and you're only projecting it further. You're only projecting and making sure that it does happen, right? Right. If you go into a relationship with the, with the thought, the mind that, oh, in my previous relationships, girls left me because I'm not good enough, then you're going to find a way to make that shit happen. You're going to find a way to make sure that she does break up with you because that's what you're expecting, right? If you're going up expecting that you, expecting one thing and wanting another, Mm. that's what's going to happen, right? And what you could even try to do now is flip it, flip it. Like if you don't want anxiety, so many times when we don't want anxiety, we have, we get more anxiety because we're like, I want anxiety. Focusing I don't want it. anxiety. I don't want right, anxiety. Yeah. And then and it's, let's switch it. Now be like, I want anxiety. I want anxiety. You're going to notice how you begin to conquer it, right? Yeah, so allow let's, it, yeah. let, let's, let's shift it into like, I want to get broken up with. I want to get rejected. I want to go through these experiences. It just makes you more comfortable. Like you remove the resistance, right? Before there was so much resistance, but now it's like, hey, you know what? It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's important. It's, it's, I need. I need to. I need to go through this. I need to go through this. Yeah, man. And a lot of men, especially, I think they have a problem feeling. Um. I know a lot of men that I've talked to love to repress and suppress and isolate themselves and not talk to anybody. But, you know, us guys, we, we need to express ourselves in a way that is 
authentic. So if you're in an environment and you don't like it, like express that in a way that is not complaining or venting or being that angry male, but it's just like, it's cool. Exactly. Not complaining, not complaining. That's yeah. very important. Absolutely. It's like, you're not complaining, but you're just like, you're expressing that angst or that anxiety or that feeling like you don't belong here, whatever it is, that feeling can be expressed and it can be in a sexy, attractive way. It can be in a high status way. It can be in a confident way. So just be observant of that and allow yourself to go through the process of it. And the more you get into more experiences in life, like that's how you're going to learn. You're going to learn from the field. You're going to learn from your experiences. And I think a lot of guys, what they do is they associate themselves with a certain identity. Like I am this shy person. I am the nice guy. I am the guy who gets rejected. I am this guy who, you know, is shit. Yo, hey bro, I'm going to, I need to open up the door right now because there's somebody at my flat. So you can just keep talking. I'm going to only take a minute. All right, no worries. So yeah, if you have a certain kind of identity attached to this, really what tends to happen is you start to create this pattern. It's like a broken record that keeps playing and playing over and over again. And so instead, what I want you guys to focus on is this is not an identity. This is just a tendency. This is just a tendency for you to be you know, seeking validation. This is just a tendency for you to, you know, be in the shy guy like narrative. So whenever you approach the world through that frame and through that way, it really helps to, first of all, identify like what is it that, what is it that you're really trying to express and do it from a level of complete authenticity and realism like realism because when you come from that space where you're being fake and you're expressing your male ego and masculinity in a fake way where you want to be validated by her where you want to be validated by the environment where you want to be validated by your friends it's like i need all these notifications instead it's like give yourself those notifications give yourself that pat on the back give yourself that encouragement Mm. and allow yourself Mm. to be your beer on cheerleader I think that's really important. Guys aren't their own cheerleaders. They expect the women to be the cheerleader for them. And so um, when you being your own cheerleader, it's like, yes, man, you did it. You stacking your wins. Like you said, man, it's like being able to acknowledge those wins and your strengths and what you're good at and lean into them, lean into your edge, be that badass. If you know it's in there, it's hidden, but it's in there. So allow yourself to lean into it. Welcome you back. Know what is also a, what is, you know what? It's also a funny thing about authenticity, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's all these, so this is a debate where they're like, is it the nice guy or is it the jerk? Which is the girl like, does she want the nice guy or she wants the, it's, it's, it's not either or, right? Yeah. It's the re- it's like the reason that these dudes are approaching and they're being, you know, these nice guys is because that's not who they authentically are. But they think that if I'm this gentleman, if I'm this white knight, if I'm this bullshit that the TV and the movies and the Disney movies have all, yeah. <laughs> told me, have, have told me that I need to be, even girls, bro. Girls That's actually charming. don't always know what attracts them to guys, right? And they'll, they'll tell her, like, I want a guy who winds me, dives me, brings you flowers. And then you go and do that, and it doesn't work because it's not authentic to you, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's about, it's not about being nice or being bad. It's just about being true 
true mm. to, to, to you. Just be, just be real. Like, that's, that's really it. Just yeah, really it, honestly. yeah the, the number one level is just genuineness to, towards your communication and be interesting. Right? If you want her to be interested, you have to be interesting. And how yeah, to be, be interesting, be a fucking interesting person. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? You, you want to attract a fucking amazing person to your life. You have to be that person first. You have to resonate at that level. At that right? frequency. Yeah, totally. And, and then, and then it, it will be easier to attract those things. It'll be easier to attract those, those amazing people into your life. Because if not, you're forcing it. When you're trying to force it, you're trying to force it, but it's not working. It's very hard when you're trying to force it. You cannot maintain it when you are forcing it. So elevate your consciousness, elevate your frequency. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I think definitely coming from a more, you know, open and light vibration, you know, being able to approach the situation, like be that vibration that you like, like actually allow yourself to be that. And a lot of people, you know, they confuse it with like, just be happy, right? That's, that's not what we're saying here. We're saying actually lean into what, what excites you, like what motive, what not motivates you, but what creates that sense of passion inside of you? Like you want to lean into it and go towards it. And as a man, if you can do that in a way that's not obsessive, but it's like, it's still like this thing that you're really, really into. And if you dedicate yourself to anything, I think dedication is a big thing. Like if you can dedicate yourself to something and mm. just put your all into it, like people start to notice that and they get attuned to that kind of frequency. So if you're speaking in a free flowing way and you're doing whatever you want, like you're going to attract those kinds of people into your life. If you're being this mirage, this fake version of yourself where you're wearing a mask, all your energy is going into that mask. And it's like, mm-hmm. so you're, you can be using your energy a lot more if you just drop that and allow yourself to just be like, Ooh, what's real right now? What's real to me right now? Like, who can I be right now that will get me to mm-hmm. that level of frequency? And when you ask mm-hmm. yourself questions, it opens you up to more answers. Definitely, bro. Definitely, bro. Yo, how long have we been here? Like, Oh, wow. I think, yeah, an hour. <laughs> Thank you, man. Almost wow. an hour. Yeah. Almost an hour. That's all right. That's all right. Yo, I have a, we have a members in the audience. Come on, wave. Hey, hey. Yes, wave, wave, wave. <laughs> no, 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 you don't get to wave anymore. <laughs> so you want to bring us with their closing statement? Absolutely, man. So I just wanted to, you know, I put together something recently that my clients just love. It's basically called the alchemy list. And I've reframed all of these negative you know, reframes like, I can't do this. You replace that with the word, I won't. So this is, this is actually really spiritual stuff. Like this is like fifth mm-hmm. dimensional language that, that we're tapping into. Ooh. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're interested in this guy, shoot me a message at Flowzone Academy. That's F-L-O, Z or Z-O-N-E, academy at gmail.com or coaching with S-U-M-E at gmail.com. And the title of the email, just put Flowzone Academy Alchemy List and I'll send this amazing cheat sheet over to you guys so you can tap into that flow blast through that negative mindset and get into a positive frame of mind where you're masculine Mm -hmm. where you're purposeful and you're strong Mm -hmm. thank you so much for tuning in ivan do you have any shout outs that you want to give the people anything i want to say anything yeah yeah definitely i do want to say that we really really appreciate 
everybody who's followed, everybody who subscribed in this very recent, it's only been very recent, so many views, good comments, you know, and people who also messaged us giving us feedback. Mm -hmm. um, we really appreciate that. It's, we, we take it into consideration. Um, yep. And I just want to say thank you for that. Like we a genuine thank, thank you for that. And yeah, just, you know, be the best fuck the rest. That's all I'm saying, man. <laughs> be the best fuck the rest. All right, man. Uh, how can people get in touch with you, Ivan? Oh, yeah. Hit me up on Instagram, Odd Resilience. Find me on YouTube, Odd Resilience, ODD Space Resilience. Awesome, guys. Yeah, you can hit me up also at flowzoneacademy.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, you legends, you legendary motherfuckers. All right. Thank you so much. Take it easy and may the flow be with you and be the best of the rest. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Bless up. <laughs>